I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 97 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about government, slavery, and discrimination. Well, I'm back behind the microphone after a two-week hiatus. I took a legitimate vacation and spent two glorious weeks down in Florida. Spent some time sitting on the beach and just really enjoyed getting away. But I'm glad to be back behind the microphone. And this week, I want to talk about something that actually really struck me during my trip. My wife and I had the opportunity to visit the Kingsley Plantation, which was uh, primarily a cotton plantation. Uh, that is on Fort George Island, just north of Jacksonville, Florida. And it was one of those experiences that really reinforced the fact that history is a whole lot more complicated than we really realize most of the time. Most Americans have what I call a cartoon version of history, and we've really seen this over the last couple of months with this this whole obsession with tearing down Confederate monuments. And, and there's this whole goofy notion that, you know, the, the South was the bastion of slavery and the wonderful Northerners came and freed the slaves. And, you know, that's, that's not even true. I mean, even on the surface, it's not true. It's certainly much more complex than that. And my visit to the Kingsley Plantation really reinforced uh, the complexity and nuances in history. And what really struck me is, you know, conventional wisdom holds that national centralized government protects the interests of minorities. And in fact, I was talking to a progressive friend not long ago, and he trotted out this mantra to defend, uh, quote unquote, modern American democracy. You know, he said, well, you know, democracy isn't perfect, but it, it does tend to protect minorities. No, it really doesn't. This faith in government to protect the interests of minorities is horribly misplaced. In fact, it required government force to maintain slavery. It required government force to maintain segregation. It required government force to establish and perpetuate other policies oppressive to blacks in America. Now, I've recognized this fact for a long time, and I actually wrote an article about it for the Tenth Amendment Center a couple of years ago, and I will link to that article in the show notes. And in that, you will really find how national centralized authority, the U.S. government, 
was necessary to perpetuate and maintain slavery. And in fact, a lot of Southerners were very pro-centralization. We always think of, of the South as being all for states' rights. And, and the fact of the matter is they actually wanted centralization. They wanted natural nationalization because it was necessary to maintain slavery. But our trip to the Kingsley Plantation really underscored the fact that uh, you know it, it takes government power to perpetuate these institutions. Now, Zephaniah Kingsley ran this plantation uh, from 1814 to 1839. And in 1806, he married a 13-year-old girl. Her name was Anna Magdigen Jai. I think it's Jai, J-A-I. And he actually purchased her in Cuba. She was a black woman and she was a slave. And he married her. And then in 1811, he freed her. And Anna actually helped run the plantation. At one point, she oversaw around 60 slaves on Fort George Island. So, you know, this blows away a lot of the myths of slavery just right from the beginning, that it was all white racism. I mean, this was a black woman that uh, had no problem running a slave plantation. And she also helped manage her husband's businesses. Uh, She managed several other plantations that he acquired and... uh, Interestingly, Zephaniah was a polygamist, and he fathered a number of biracial children, both with Anna and other black women that he took as wives. Now, all of this was possible because the Spanish government did not view slavery in purely racial terms. They recognized, quote, free people of color as a class, and they actually encouraged slaves to buy their freedom. So emancipation was something that was encouraged in the Spanish system. And uh, that's what allowed Anna to live as a a free person. Free blacks were heavily involved in the development of Northeast Florida. They often owned slaves themselves. And Anna enjoyed essentially all of the civil liberties of a white woman while Spain controlled the Florida territory. But all of this changed when Florida became a U.S. territory in 1821. The United States territorial government passed stringent laws that applied to black people. They prohibited free blacks from moving into the territory. They forbid them the right to assemble. Uh, the new laws barred them from carrying weapons, prohibited them from serving on juries, from testifying in court. It terminated their voting rights. Yes, free blacks had voting rights in Spanish territorial Florida. New laws also ended inheritance rights for biracial children and outlawed interracial marriage. The territorial government made manumission or or freeing slaves almost impossible. So while the Spanish system encouraged slaves to buy their freedom, uh, the the English system or the territorial system, once the United States took over Florida, discouraged this. So the English system was much more racially based, and with it came the seeds of racism. And these new laws radically disrupted the social culture in Northeast Florida. And Kingsley actually ended up buying land in Haiti, and he sent Anna and several of his biracial children there to escape the oppressive legal environment. So, you know, all of a sudden his marriage was illegal, and uh, his kids were not going to be able to inherit any of his property. So Kingsley wrote, uh, he actually wrote a uh, a paper uh, trying to get some of these laws reversed, and he said the new system of laws created a, quote, spirit of intolerant prejudice prejudice, unquote. Now, you know, Kingsley, you're not going to 
I'm not trying to justify Spanish slavery. I mean, slavery is horrible. And, you know, I get frustrated because so many people, when they talk about slavery here in, in 2017, they act like they're taking some kind of grand moral stand. You know, oh, oh, I'm against slavery. Well, good for you. You're against slavery in 2017. You know, we have to look at people within the uh, within the culture that they lived. But the point is that slavery in the Spanish system was much different than slavery in the English system. And the fact of the matter is the treatment of blacks was much different under Spanish rule than it was under English rule or American rule, I should say. So here's the big takeaway from my visit to Kingsley Plantation. Without laws prohibiting it, white and black people mixed relatively freely in Spanish-controlled Florida. Without prohibitions against it, white and black people voluntarily and freely associated with each other. It took the power of law to end interracial marriage. It required government power to subjugate free blacks. Ultimately, it took government power to support and perpetuate the institution of slavery. Centralized national power was friendly to the slaver in the United States, and he embraced it with abandon. So this idea that the national government and the union was so great, it's a bunch of bunk. This remained true after the Civil War. Segregation was enforced by Jim Crow laws. It required government force to keep people separated. The passage of the Civil Rights Act wasn't a case of government rescuing poor, oppressed minorities. It was merely government undoing what government had already done in the first place. The bottom line is centralized power is no friend of minorities. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10th Amendment And if you haven't done it already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes for free. Thanks again for listening, and I will be back next week.